Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Glad we get a little break, and now we got to think about the Panthers. So we're on the Panther hunt right now. We're hunting Panthers. We're hunting Panthers hard. Schwab, I'm coming for you. hunting panthers schwab's talking about kicking ass excuse my language and i was going to texas to wrestle the cowboys from oklahoma state um busy weekend coming up hey what's up hello everybody welcome to in the room a wrestling podcast from the des moines register i'm cody goodwin the register's wrestling writer and i am glad you're here really full show today um because we got a really busy weekend coming up um in Iowa wrestling. Um, we kind of hit on it right there at the top. Iowa State versus Northern Iowa in what's going to be an electric duel tonight, Friday, February 11th at the McLeod Center in Cedar Falls. Emphasis on McLeod as in M-C-L-O-U-D. Play on words, of course. We know how it's actually spelled. The Hawkeyes, though, headed to Texas for the bout at the ballpark where they're going to wrestle Oklahoma State. And I think, I think... USA Wrestling is going to have a handful of matches as well. At least one Greco match, maybe a handful of women's freestyle matches. Um, and then some senior men's freestyle matches as well. Um, we'll touch on all of that um, as we go through today's show. So strap in. We got a fun one for you. Sorry we got it to you guys so late this week. Pretty busy week on my schedule um, just with everything going on. Oh, by the way, districts are this weekend. And oh, by the way, again, the Iowa women's wrestling program picked up another commitment. Um, a lot of the things that I have written this week are in the show notes. Please go check that out if you have not already. Um, because we're going to spend the bulk of this show, obviously, on the Iowa State-Northern Iowa duel, which is what we're going to begin with. And then on the second half of today's show, going to be obviously breaking down what we know to be true about the bout at the ballpark. So yeah, let's let's begin with the uh, with Iowa's Big 12 wrestling showdown. Iowa State, Northern Iowa, at the McLeod Center. This is going to be fun, guys. And it's been a while. I it seems like it's been a while, right? They always wrestle in like mid February or around this time of the year. Um, but I guess it's been a while since there's been this much hype around this particular matchup, um, or at least it just feels that way. You know, this rivalry dates back to 1924, the wrestling rivalry portion of Iowa State, Northern Iowa. Cyclones own the all-time series, but more recently it's been a really fun back and forth. Um, Iowa State has won the last two meetings, but the Panthers won the three before that. And if you go back through the last eight meetings in this series, it is deadlocked four to four. Um, 
So that's one aspect of this duel. The second aspect of this duel is just the fact that both of these teams have been wrestling extremely well lately. Iowa State is 13-1 overall, perfect 6-0 against the Big 12, very much in the driver's seat when it comes to a potential Big 12 regular season title. Um, After they wrestle Northern Iowa, they've got Mizzou next week. If they win both of those, Cyclones are looking at an outright Big 12 regular season title. They've won 11 matches in a row, 11 duels in a row, which is the second longest active win streak in the country. A lot of fun things going on in Ames right now. Northern Iowa, just as hot, started 0-4, now 7-5 overall, 6-2 against the Big 12. They've won six in a row. Um, They've spent the last two weekends beating up on the same teams. Two weeks ago, they went down to Oklahoma and beat both the Cowboys and the Sooners. Then they both came back to Iowa last weekend where they beat up on Air Force in West Virginia. Now they get to tangle with each other, again, at the McLeod Center. Um, It does kind of stink that this one's not at the West Gym. That's a different conversation for a different podcast at a different time. Believe me, we're going to get to it. But McLeod is going to be, I believe just as rowdy as long as the fans show up. I really hope that you guys do show up. If you're listening and you're on the fence about it, please get there. It's going to be fantastic. I know McLeod is not the West Gym, but that is a a bowl-type event center that when there's enough people in there, it gets pretty loud and rowdy. I remember when Iowa... No, excuse me, Northern Iowa beat Oklahoma State two years ago at McLeod. And there was only about 4,000 people there. But it got pretty loud, especially coming down the stretch when Northern Iowa was able to um, close that duel off. Because that was the first time they had beaten the Cowboys in like three decades. And now they've beaten them twice in the last three meetings. So, But this one, I mean, it's just, it's an in-state rivalry. It's been a lot of fun watching these two teams wrestle the last, you know, since January one. Um, you know, if you want to throw the Hawkeyes in there since January 1, Iowa's three Division I programs are 22-2 and two in 2022. Um, that was my mailbag roll call this week, and I just really wanted to highlight the fact that it's just it's been a really fun couple of months to start the new year watching wrestling in this state. And Friday night's just going to be a blast. Starts at 7 p.m. Um, it can be watched on Flow Wrestling. I hope you guys go there. They're trying to pack the place. High school wrestlers can get in free as long as you call. Uh, they're offering free pizza. Even if you can't get in free, the tickets are fairly cheap. Um, I saw as cheap as $10, $12, Get there. Be there. Um, it's going to be really righteous. I'm excited. Um, and I hope you guys are too. Um, so we're going to hear from both um, Kevin Dresser, Iowa Stagecoach, um, as well as Doug Schwab, Northern Iowa's coach, um, here in just a moment, but I wanted to run through the, the weights real quick, um, or at least the potential matchups, right, for this duel, because I, they just, it just looks really fun, right? Um, and I, I want to preface that I think Iowa State is probably your favorite here. At least they are to me. There's just a little too much firepower. Um, you know, on paper, they're probably the favorites. But I think just the, the actual wrestling itself, Northern Iowa needs more to go in their favor than Iowa State does if they want to win the duel. Um, that's just kind of my thought. You know, I, I, I think of the lineups and I think that 
You know, David Carr in the middle of the lineup, the way he's been wrestling lately has just been unreal. Lights out. One of the best pound-for-pound wrestlers in the country this season. I think of the emergence of younger Bastida and the way that he's been wrestling at 197 and the fact that Northern Iowa is going to throw a true freshman out at him in John Gunderson, who has been quite good, had a very good weekend last weekend. But younger's just a little bit more high level, especially from neutral. Be kind of curious to see how that match unfolds if they go on the mat. Just something maybe to keep an eye on, um, you know. And then you look at you know the rest of these, and I guess this is kind of where we can start. One twenty-five, a very intriguing match, right? Like I know Brody Teske's the returning Big Twelve champ. Kyson Terakina has wrestled very, very well lately, right? He's seventeen and one overall. Um, you know, the last few weeks he's beaten Trevor Master Giovanni from Oklahoma State. He's beaten West Virginia's um, Killian Cardinale, who's a returning All American. I believe that one was just last Saturday. Um, you know, Terakina might, might, I'd have to double check this, but kind of rustling his way into maybe the number one seed at the Big 12 Championships next month. Who knows? Can't ever count out Brody Teske. He's got a gas tank. I have a guy that's obviously been there, done that before. Has stumbled a little bit in his last few matches, but, you know, this is a guy that we know is plenty talented, right? 133, kind of the same idea, right? I know that these guys have met before. Um, talking to you and I, Kyle Biscaglia, Iowa State's Ramazan Adesayev, Um you know, Biscaglia won, I believe, last year, 2-1 to one in overtime. Biscaglia's been wrestling very, very well lately, um, as is everybody on both of these teams. Ramazan, um, you know, 12-5, and five, but we know that he's got uh, quite a bit of offense in him, right? U23 you, you men's freestyle national champ a couple years back. Um, so just kind of curious to see how this one unfolds, right? You know, this is another intriguing clash of styles because, you know, Biscogli is a pinner, right? He's got a 16 and seven this year with seven falls. Ramazan, um, you know, maybe a little bit more savvy than younger, but still a guy that wrestled more international style before he came over here. So just kind of intrigued to see that. 141, um, Ian Parker from Iowa State, Kale Happel, Northern Iowa. Kale Happel's been wrestling really, really well. Would, I'd like to think that this is, you'll give Ian Parker the nod here just based on his experience, right? Past Big 12 champ, returning Big 12 runner-up, multiple-time NCAA qualifier. Kale Happel still kind of chomping at the bit. This could be a match that you and I can win. Um, it's one that I think they'll probably need to win if they want to win the duel. But uh, just an intriguing matchup, right? Um, 149, um, I think you, you give this one to Iowa State, right? Jarrett Dagan, known commodity, All-American, Colin Realbuto has been wrestling very tough lately. Um Transferred in, 13-7 and seven overall this season. A lot of close matches, um, but I think you favor experience in a match like that. We talked about 157 with David Carr. Um, that's a match that Iowa State not only wants to win, but probably wants to win with bonus. 65, I think you give this one to Northern Iowa. Austin Yant's been wrestling very, very well this season. Um, just gritty, grinded out, going to find a way to win against a guy, Isaac Judge. So got a couple of Iowa natives here. Austin Yant, Waverly Shellrock, Isaac Judge, uh, South Tama County. Um, you know, he's a guy that's a little hot and cold, a little bit more hot and cold, right? You kind of know what you're getting with Austin Yant, and, and if he's able to execute his holds, he'll probably get the win. If not, um, could go to OT or he could slip up. Isaac Judge, sometimes he pins a top 20 kid. Sometimes he gets pinned by a kid who's not in the top 20, right? You just you don't know what you're going to get. So um, would tend to lean toward consistency there. Uh, 174, another... Iowa versus Iowa, not just that, but two guys that came out of the CIML, right? Joel Devine, formerly Joel Shapiro for Iowa State, um, Lance Runyon for Northern Iowa. Um, this is a match that Northern Iowa probably needs to win, again, if they want to win the duel. The other thing to keep in mind here is that I know Devine tends to wrestle a lot of close matches as well. Lance Runyon is a pinner. 
Um, you know, can he can he get something and maybe capture lightning in a bottle for the Panthers? I don't know. Um, you know, Runyon's also not afraid to wrestle a close match and come out on top if that's what he needs to do. So very intriguing clash of styles here, right? Runyon, um, you know, they're both long and lanky guys, but Runyon um, maybe has shown a little bit more offense than Divine has, but Divine just does a really good job of holding position and, and wrestling really well and um, you know, he, you know, he's going to go down scrap and 84. This is the match of the night. You need to highlight this one, circle it, um, you know, use a Sharpie, mark it in red, whatever you got to do. Do not miss this matchup at 184. Marcus Coleman from Iowa state, Parker Keckeisen from Northern Iowa. Coleman has looked unbelievably great this season, right? 14 and one, eight bonus point wins. He's won 12 in a row, a streak that began after he lost to Keckeisen at the Dactronics open in November. Hasn't lost since Keckeisen 18 and one this season. Only loss coming to Penn State's top-ranked Aaron Brooks. Um, you know, this is a potential Big 12 final preview. Uh, potential, you know, I mean, these two guys could see each other in the blood round of the NCAA championships. They could see each other in the medal rounds at the NCAA championships. They could see each other in the quarterfinals of the NCAA championships. I Just the way that these guys are wrestling right now, um, I expect them to be in contention to get to the third day of the NCAA championship. So very excited to see that one. Um, you know, Keckeisen beat Marcus 8-4 to at the Dactronics Open, so that was back in November. What kind of adjustments were made now that we're in February? We'll see. Just going to be a really intriguing matchup. We talked about 197 with Younger and John Gunderson, and then 285. Um, Tyrell Gordon, maybe possibly Carter Isley. I, Schwab kind of hinted that maybe, you know, this one could be a little up in the air just depending on Tyrell Gordon's health. Um, but Sam Schuyler for Iowa State has been wrestling very, very well lately. Um, he's got a win over Gordon this season, um, and Skyler transferred him from Buffalo. He's 13-3 and three this year. He's got a 10-match um, win streak, or at least he did have a 10-match win streak um, until he lost to Wyatt Hendrickson from Air Force, who's pretty dang good himself. So just, just a really intriguing duel, right? And there's a lot. You know, I think you, you give Iowa State probably 49, um, 57, 97. You know, they're probably the strong favorite at, at 41. I think you may, maybe you give Keck Eisen the nod for you and I at 84. You give Yant the, the nod for you and I at 65. And then, and then you just got a lot of intriguing matchups here, right? Which I think is what makes this really fun. In addition to, you know, the recent history between these two teams and just the fact that both of them are wrestling really, really well as of late. Just going to be a really intriguing duel. I'm excited for it. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. Um, if you guys are there, come say what's up to your boy. Um, I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. That's kind of my general thoughts. I know I'm kind of rambling a little bit right now. Just kind of literally went down the lineup card. Um, it's going to be a really fun duel and I hope you guys are just as excited as I am, um, to kind of cap the first half of this podcast. Now we're going to hit to, um, some press conference interviews. Going to start with, uh, Northern Iowa's Doug Schwab, um, where he responds to the initial shot sent by Kevin Dresser, which is what you heard at the top of the podcast. Um, so he's going to touch on that. Um, just the progress of his team, a couple other things. He mentions West Jim a little bit, but nothing too crazy. Um, you know, and I just talked about the duel quite a bit. And then after Doug, you will hear Kevin Dresser respond to the response. Um, and then we also got the rest of his availability from earlier this week. Dresser pulled out some emoji cards, which is not the best podcast sound, but still, you guys will kind of understand the point. Um, if not, you should definitely go find the uh, the video, I believe, Iowa State's uh, wrestling Twitter account tweeted it where he's holding up various flashcards and emojis. 
but then he also he talks about the duel, the rivalry, just kind of what it's been like being a part of it the last couple of years. And then after Dresser um, was able to talk with Ian Parker and Marcus Coleman earlier this week as well, and they just kind of give their thoughts on the, the matchup, the duel, just to kind of how both teams have been wrestling as well as their own individual pursuits um, since they got some big matchups coming up. So yeah, we will go to that now. Again, we're going to start with Doug and then we'll hit Dresser, Ian Parker, and Marcus Coleman, and I will see you guys on the other side. Uh, well, I mean, 10 bonus point victories, that's huge. Guys scoring a lot of points. I think the biggest thing is guys are being fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, uh, we've been talking about trying to win over crowds, and I think you win over crowds by how you compete. And, man, when, when wrestling and knowledgeable wrestling fans, um, they know good wrestling. When you have opposing coaches coming up to you and talking to, your, to you about your team, and, man, I really like how they're competing, man. I love how, they're, I love how the hustle and fight that they're showing. You know, that's a, those are those are great compliments, and certainly not to let our guys back off it. If anything, it's you put the throttle down more, you put the hammer down more. You know, we've, we've won six straight duels, and we've done it with with that man making guys earn everything. Um, no easy escapes, no easy anything, uh, and that's something that you practice. You got to practice that for a long time, and you got to train that way. And our guys have been training that way, and you got to train with the details. And you know, there's certain things that can certainly always improve and get better. Uh, but, man, we certainly have some momentum and was happy with this weekend um, in scoring bonus points in those matches. But to me, and I go back to West Virginia a little bit, you know, those 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 ranked against ranked, man, those are the ones we we need to, to win. Um, those are the ones that you got to find a way. And, you know, we had a couple overtime matches, and, and there were great scraps. I mean, 65, that was a... You know, for a low-scoring bout, there was a lot of action. Um, there was a lot of great exchanges, and, um, you know, Yant, man, Yant puts everything into every match. You know, and he came up short that match, but he certainly learned a, a valuable lesson. And, and, you know, when we can do that, that's a great thing. You'd, sometimes it's nice to win a, or to get a lesson in a, in a win, but, man, sometimes those losses, and then, okay, well, I understand what I need to do in this situation. Um, but our guys are taking a lot of risk and doing the things that we ask. And... You can see how they're competing, man. They're competing for each other. And I can't say I'm not very happy with where we're at because I'm happy with where we're at, but eh, there's there's even levels to that. So, um, you know, talk about Iowa State this weekend. And, yeah, they got a really good team. They're solid. They're solid top, top to bottom. I mean, you look at their lineup and you can't really say there's a hole. They're they're they are very solid. Obviously, got a uh, national champion back at 57, um, and then every other weight man. They're 25 pounders wrestling really well. 33 scrappy is all get out. You know, you got a six-year senior in Parker, you got a six-year senior in 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 Dagan That I mean, those guys are they're great competitors. You're gonna have to go take it from them. 65 um, has been wrestling well. He's he's a scra scrappy scrappy kid. Um, 74, 84. That guy's wrestling well. I don't he. I don't know. I don't think he's lost a whole lot of matches. I know Parker wrestled him early in the year, um, but I like our I like our chances anytime. I don't care who he's wrestling at 84. Um, I like our chances. 97 pounders. I think he should be ranked much higher than he is on the heavyweight solid. So yeah, I mean they got a great team. They do. Uh, but I like where our team's at too, and I like what the firepower that we bring in. You know the rivalry and he. It's a great thing. We need more of that. Um, 
we need more of that in the state. And I kind of said, you know, the other week, like, I'm going to be, you know, and I, a lot of things that I wanted to say that I can't say because then I'll get in trouble. Um, but, man, if everyone's not fired up for this meet, there's something wrong. If you're not fired up in the state of Iowa, then man, you you say you're a, you're a wrestling you're a wrestling fan, then you're not a wrestling fan. If you're not excited about this meet and these two teams and where they're at and how they've been competing, uh, then you are not a wrestling fan. If you're not going to be here at McLeod Center, if you can't make it, you know, and I know I know the districts are the next day, but if you're if you're a wrestling fan and you're within a couple hours and you don't make it, you're not a wrestling fan. Like this is going to be a, a fun meet to watch because. And both of both these guys are going to scrap tooth and nail. And you know, I heard her dresser calling us out, and we're going hunting panthers. And you know, I mean, he's he's trying to sell it. And you know, what we like those guys, but we don't really like those guys. Um, you know, we have a healthy respect for them, but we want to whoop their ass, and they want to whoop our ass. And that's how it should be. Uh, I could tell you this: that I know that at the end of the meet, I'll shake their hands, and I won't say certain things to their athletes. I mean, I'll, I'll at least I'll have that going for me. Um, but. I'm, I love it that it's built up, and I love it that, hey, there's rivalry, and only one way that a rivalry happens is there's some back and forth. If one team's just whooping your ass every time, and you know what? They've got us the last two times. They found ways to win those meets. They have found ways to win those meets, and that's not lost on me, that they found ways to win meets that I think we should have won, you know, and then all of a sudden you're winning five. I think we would have had, you know, four, five, five, six duels in a row against them, um, but, you know, Dresser calling me out, he's got to be careful, man. He, I'd break his hip. He's old. I'd break his hip, and then I would get in trouble. So I won't do that. I'll just let our guys take care of it. And this is all in good fun. I mean, you guys got to understand a little bit, like, yeah, there's some seriousness behind it, but also, man, and if people can't get excited and we can't have a little bit of back and forth and not just take it so personal, then something's wrong with us. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be personal on, on Friday night, and, and this place hopefully is rocking, and our guys will be excited and ready. And, you know, I don't say you want to say that you point circ and circle certain dates on calendars because every date's important, but, man, the next one in front of us is Iowa State at home. I think they've won, I don't know, what, 12 state meets in a row or something, and they're wrestling very well, and we've won six straight in a row, and we're wrestling very well. They're ranked in the top five. Um, I don't know where we'll be ranked, but... That number's shrinking, and that's a good thing, man. But I like how our guys are competing, and I, I can't wait for this week of preparation and Friday night at 7 o'clock to go throw down with the Cyclones. So I don't know. I, I didn't really talk about our meets at all because you kind of you get to the next thing because there's certainly some real highlights of this weekend. You know, Briscoglia pinning two guys. You know, you talk about John Gunderson, the – you know, a true freshman getting bonus points in two matches and kind of how he did it. And he wrestled to the end. He almost pinned the one guy at the end because he just kept wrestling. Um, and then you just have you have guys up and down the lineup scrapping tooth and nail for everything. And that makes it fun for, for guys to watch. You know, Gail Happel won a couple matches getting bonus points. Uh, Udo won a couple matches. Derek, Derek's got a really good run going. Uh, you know, Yan had, had, a, had a scrap in a match. He lost. Hall's a really good wrestler. Uh, you know, Parker, Parker's scoring a whole lot of points, and that's what he does every time out, and he's getting better every time. Uh, you know, hopefully Tyrell, Tyrell had two ranked opponents, really two really good guys. You know, the, the second match tweaked his knee. Uh, you know, we'll see where things are at. Um, but, you know, when you, have, 
when you have a, a capable guy like Carter Isley potentially to, to plug in there if you need, uh, that's a great thing for us too. Uh, you know, in, in I guess I'll go for any questions. I, I There's a few things else I want to talk about, but I'll wrap up with that. But um, any questions? You guys don't need any extra motivation because it's an in-state meet. Yep. You mentioned the last two meets you feel like you should have won. Do you make that a point of emphasis with you guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you make just that, hey, these guys are going to be ready. They're gonna, there's going to be some upsets. There's going to be some situations where, man, maybe this guy digs a little bit deeper just because it is that. You know, we don't get to wrestle the other in-state team. You know, for us, this is, this is, this is a huge deal. And, and there's not many rivalries. We're in the Big 12 together. You know, to me, the Big 12 is pretty dang wide open right now. And they're probably thinking they state and claim to that. Hey, you know what, we're, gonna, we're winning the dual title, and then we're going to the, go win the, the conference title at the tournament um, and we're gonna do everything we can to stop that so yeah I mean I think you just you just you just remind guys that just because you've beat a guy before or just because a match went this way the last time has no bearing on this match and you get big you get big opportunities and big situations to put a guy away you put them away and these guys are gonna fight and be prepared and so are we what's your relationship with coach Dresser? Ah, oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I like Dresser. I like Dresser. I mean, we're competitors, obviously. Uh, but I've known, I've known him for, I've known him for a long time. Um, and most people within the wrestling community, they know each other, and they said they have respect for each other. Uh, you know, we're battling, we're battling on every front possible. We're battling the recruiting. I mean, man, we are battling the recruiting. Um, we're battling on the mat. We're battling because hey, we're in the Big Twelve. We're battling. We're in the state of Iowa. Um, I respect him. I respect his staff. I mean, I know those guys. I coach some of those guys, you know. But when it's time, when it is time to step out there, and it's time, it is time to take care of business, then you know what? That that stuff kind of goes to the side. And then for those couple hours, man, we are we are at each other for everything. And then we can be we can be bigger men at the end and be like, hey, man, great job. You had your guys prepared. I can give you a pat on the back, and you know maybe you whooped our ass, and we got to figure out how to get better. Or maybe we whoop your ass, and you know what? Then hopefully they do the same thing back to us. Um, but man, it is a rivalry. I know because I, you know, you you get some people talking. Well, it's not a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. It is a rivalry. It is. It's the biggest one right now on our for us that we have. And so you don't try to get too hyped up about that because sometimes then you make things bigger than they need to be too. So. It's the next thing, and it's the momentum that we have as a team. And I don't ever have to tell our team that this is a big meet. I mean, dang. <laughs> if I have to do that, then, then something's really wrong. They know, but they need to stick within their routine, too. Uh, but you just rise to occasion, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm excited for, for this meet, man. I can't tell you how excited I am to have that place packed, packed to the rafters. And then us putting on a show. And, you know, both both teams putting on a show. And that's the only thing I messaged him. I said, hey, because he asked, hey, can I, how many tickets can I get? I'm like, well, it's over McLeod. You need to figure out yourself what tickets you get. <laughs> you know, when you're in the West Gym, you're, you're limited a little bit. And I said, let's pack that place and put on a show for everybody in the state. And so one way to do that, and that's scoring points, that's exciting wrestling, that's how, how I think both of us train our, train our athletes to compete and how they have been competing. I mean, all you got to do is watch some of the matches.
last couple of weeks where you've had the back-to-backs, we heard you talk mm-hmm. before how it's kind of like a training situation for tournament settings where you have to go all the time. What do you like now about this week and I guess in theory next week too where it's just you can look at each of those guys and, hey, this is your one chance at 420 seconds, leave it all out in the match? Yeah, I just – I mean, that's all you're going to you, – you're in the quarterfinals of the national tournament. You're going to get one opportunity. You're in the semifinals of the national tournament. You're going to get one opportunity that night. You're going to get those seven minutes. You're in the finals. You know, so, I mean, you can, in your head, you can put it down in any way you want. You know, I mean, I like, I like to use a Friday because Friday is the semifinals. You know, I mean, so hey, just in your head, you can kind of, hey, man, this, this, is, this is like the dang semifinals of the national tournament. Um, you know, same thing with, the, we'll be on a Thursday. That's the second round of the national tournament or the finals. And you can visualize and you can make anything you want real. But, he said, "Sometimes you're only going to get that one. You're only going to get that one opportunity. We got those back-to-backs, and it, it'll prepare our guys more for, for the for the conference and for nationals. Um, but hey, man, you you get that opportunity, um, and just I think the crowd and atmosphere. Like you can't get overwhelmed by that. It's got to be something you use. Um, so I, it just it prepares us more for for Tulsa and ultimately more for for Detroit." Uh, the last thing, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk, a lot of speculation about West Jim and what's going on with that and where it's going, and um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know that there's some, there's some, there's some issues within the building. Um, you know, we love that building. The history of that building is incredible, and not just for wrestling. I mean, people got to understand that every sport has went through there. At one point, every sport was in there. Volleyball, I mean, volleyball still talks about the, the, the games in the West Jim and what it was like. Um, you know, and I, I've been vocal about and not happy about how the setup was, and I don't think that was fair to our athletes. Our athletes competed their tails off in there, though, and I loved how they competed in those three opportunities that they got. I think the crowd still loved it. Um, for me, there's just there's a way to send certain things out, and in man, that building deserves that, as far as I'm concerned. You know, the history of the wrestling in in that building deserves that, and if that happens to be the last one. You know, the, the last match was one of the quickest pins ever in probably UNI wrestling history, <laughs> which, isn't, which isn't a bad way to go out. Um, that's not the way we want to go out. Like I said, I, I want it to go out in, in, a, much, in a much different way. Um, some of those things are, are, are above my head, but I'm going to continue to control what I can, and that is getting our guys prepared as possible um, in, in whatever, whatever happens. Uh, certainly does, but man, to say that, man, we don't we love that building, and it's not just a sentimental thing. I think some people are like, oh, you just sentimental, oh, you just this and that. No, man, it, when there's a, when you talk about it, it's a bucket list item for wrestling fans. Come on, <laughs> I mean it is. People talk about it all over. And do we want to grow our 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 reach? Absolutely. You know what? And we're going to have a chance on Friday night. We're going to have a chance on Friday night to grow our reach. So you're going to have a chance where. You know, some of the fans are like, you know what, I don't want to get to the West Gym 45 minutes early to get a seat. Those seats are uncomfortable. Well, these seats are real comfortable here. Get your, get your tails here and freaking, you know what, come and see if we're entertained. If you're entertained, then come back to another one. I don't care where it's at. Uh, and that's, that's our job. And like I said, I'm going to continue to control what I can, but I keep getting questions about it and some of those things I'm not certain of. Um, I'm certain that we love that building and... And if we can compete in there again, let's blow that thing out and let's, let's, let's make sure we do it right and have a ton of fanfare. Because um, right now it's been real quiet about kind of, to me, what's going on. I'm not sure either. And I'm probably talking more than I should. And you know what? Sometimes that happens too. I probably 
Nick, you better get him. You start getting a muzzle on me. You start give me, pull me, pull me, and start. You get that little get back thing, and you start. Hey, just cut, cut it off. And Michelle, I see Michelle sitting there, and she's not giving me the the cut off. So I'm not gonna cut it off. Um, but you know, I, just get your tails here on Friday night, seven o'clock. And you know what? Maybe a little bit early, uh, but get here, and and our guys will be ready to scrap. For, for, for 10 matches, man, and I know you'll be entertained. And, man, it's what our athletes deserve. It's what our state deserves. And, man, let's, uh, let's really show up because I know, I know our guys will be ready to show up. So, you know, anybody got anything else? All right, thanks. You know, obviously there's a lot of hype uh, going into Cedar Falls and, and it's a big week, and um, you know I think I think it's going to be a great event for people to attend. So I'm going to help my little buddy over at uh, at, at uh, UNI, Coach Schwab, and um, try to pack this place because uh, I'm going to have some fun here. But I seriously think this is going to be a great event for people to watch. Uh, you got two teams that are really, really kind of on a roll right now and um, you know if they both stay on a roll Friday night it's going to be a heck of a match um, you know if you look at rankings uh, I think very arguably you could say that you and I's kind of been a top 10 team the last two weeks uh, you know studying them a lot totally different lineup than they had um, when they had you know a month ago when they took some losses and maybe even two months ago so you know, to do what they did down in Oklahoma at the same time we did it should just tell everybody it's a good good event to come out to. So, so anyway, I got a little uh, my my buddy Coach Schwab got a little bit hyper uh, yesterday in the press conference. So, you know, I think turnabout's fair play here, but you have to understand. So I've got kind of an emoji class here because Coach Schwab was so hyped that I don't know if he was thinking clearly. So I'm going to provide some pictures today, Coach um, emoji class here. Um, but you got to understand, Coach Schwab probably before that press conference probably had like did like 300 pull-ups and had a liter of Mountain Dew in him. So my first emoji is crazy. Um, this kind of looks like Schwab a little bit. And this might be like what he looks like right away. Like I'm guessing about halfway through 125 when he gets like just a questionable call. This is the guy you'll see on the mat right here, Coach Schwab. All right. So that's my first emoji. My second emoji is. And Coach Schwab alluded to it. I'm going to go to this emoji here, all right? This is us selling tickets, okay? So you got to get your tickets. I don't even know if Coach Schwab remembered saying tickets because he was just flying around the room at that time. But we got to sell some tickets. And this probably goes a little bit to the Cyclone people. We need some tickets sold here, Cyclones. So we need Cyclones out there because I think the Schwab mob is going to be kind of crazy. And the other thing he mentioned that you will see is you'll see two teams that want to beat each other really bad, but at the end of it all, you're going to see two teams go shake hands, all right? You won't see coaches busting through the bench, cussing at players, you won't see, you'll just see guys shaking hands, having a great time afterwards. Now I can promise you, we're not going to like them. We might not like them tomorrow morning. We're not going to like them tomorrow night. We probably might start liking them about 9.30 or 10 o'clock on the way home, but the respect is there and we know what we're in for. So. That's my handshake emoji. And then I brought a few props along too because Coach Schwab said he was going to break my hips. So <laughs> Brees Hall loaned me his pants and then I got a couple extra hip pads that I could put right here. Wherever my hip is, I could put those right there. 
So um, I figure if he can break Brees Hall's hips, then he, he's pretty tough. So thanks, Brees, for letting me use your pants here. And then if he actually does get to the point, let me see if he actually does get to the point where he, things are going so bad for him and he wants to break my hips, I've got a policeman here that I'm going to take with me. So we get, like when I go to Oklahoma State and Iowa, I get a policeman. So I expect a policeman at Cedar Falls. All right. So, and um, lastly, you know, I got my, uh, I borrowed Metcalf's hunting hat because I'm not much of a hunter, but Metcalf is. But I'm going to be a hunter this weekend. So, you know, there's my panther emoji. And we're hunting panthers, right? Now, for you people out there that think that that might be too violent, now that's a green squirt gun, okay? And I actually think a green squirt gun could probably take out the Panthers, but might take two green squirt guns. We might bring two to us with the Cedar Falls. But um, um, that's a Panther, and that's a Cyclone. And the winner gets a trophy. Coach, you got all that? I don't know if that even open it up for questions right now because I'm sure you're all just absolutely stunned by that performance. <laughs> Did you rehearse? No, that just, just was that good? That's impromptu. Well, I wrote, I cheated, and I wrote like handshake on the back of them and trophy. So that was it. That was how I did it. Seriously, how I mean, how fun is it to have this level match between these two programs? You know, Schwab's done a great job getting them to a certain level and keeping them there, and you've obviously brought the program up a lot in the last five years or so. No, I really think I, I, I'm serious when I say I think that right now they're wrestling like a top ten team. Um, just in the last month, and that's really how we get remembered is what we're doing right now. So you can throw out the fact that they were 26 at the beginning of the year, and I think we were 20th. You know, you got two programs that are kind of on the rise, and you know, to have three programs in the state that you know arguably are top 10 programs, and you know, I might be pounding my chest and being a salesman here a little bit, but I think that's what we've got, and you know, I think that people will show up, and and I'm excited about it, and you know, I respect the heck out of those guys what they're doing over there. Um, we know what we're in for. We know we're in for a fight, and. You know, that's why I'm going to have a policeman with me, so. Uh, just in general, I wanted to ask you about just, you probably don't think about it very much, but when you got here, you know, the first year, Pagan's uh, the only guy you take to Nationals, and since then it's been a lot more every year that you could take guys. Has it progressed the way you expected it? Like, was there a blueprint you felt it's gone, or there been enough things off script that you've had to deal with that you know on this journey to get the cycles back into the top five that's probably a, you know a pretty good and a fair question uh you know i think if you look at my history and, and um you know sometimes age is is wisdom um you know i did it at the high school level um, um i did it at virginia tech um and now we're kind of doing it here now we're not where we want to be but we're making progress and um i think that it's, you know, that every one of them's got different twists and turns. You know, you get a recruit here, you lose a recruit here. Um, you know, some things didn't go quite as quickly as we wanted to, but then, you know, you kind of get on a roll. And, you know, if you look at some of the guys that we got, they're doing really well right now. Like, Kyson Terrakino wasn't a top 250 kid in the nation. Um, obviously, uh, Younger was way under the radar. Um, you know, you look at some of the guys that are doing really well for us right now. I mean, Marcus Coleman's made huge strides. That says a lot about, you know, this staff and, and uh, the development and these guys just really buying into what we're doing and and that's really what it boils down to is you know whoever's running the program you know if you got a good blueprint your your blueprint's only as good as the guys that are following it and so they've got to follow it and uh, so to so to speak drink the kool-aid and and these guys this year especially it's just been the improvement we've had every week's been really really fun to see and that's what we got to keep doing if we want to finish strong 
You mentioned the development part, and that's interesting to me because it seems like some coaches are really good at coaching people that are already great and making them elite. But you mentioned guys who just kind of have the want to and desire and being able to coach guys that aren't, that have to make kind of a meteoric rise. It takes a special kind of coach, it seems like. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, top top 10 recruits, top 15 recruits, top 25 recruits are nice to get, but um, I didn't have that luxury at, at Virginia Tech when we were 81st in the nation. You have to go develop some kids and, you know, take some chances and, and find some kids that might be a little bit under the radar, and then they start coming. And, um, you know, I think that's where we're at right now. I, I, we have a really great recruiting class. I think it'll be a top five recruiting class in the nation coming in next year. And junior class looks like it's shaping up pretty good. So, you know, it's all a process. Like kind of so cliche around Ames, but it's a process. <laughs> yeah. It's everywhere. It's um, highlight, what, what are some highlight matches just on paper? Oh, my gosh, there's a lot of toss-ups on paper. I mean, I think, you know, obviously at 184, they've got just a, a guy that's so much fun to watch. He's got such a motor. Um, but Coleman's on a roll, too, right now, so that's going to be a good match. Um, you know, you look up and down the lineup, there's probably six or seven toss-ups, and that's what's going to be fun for the fans is you're going to see, you know, some weights um, scrapping. And, and the weights where there might be a favorite, there's maybe only one or two weights where somebody's just a favorite where you, you can say, yeah, this guy's probably going to win. And that's what makes a great dual meet. How have you seen Coleman prepare this week as he's going into um, facing off against the number four guy? He's just been very steady all year long, very, very steady. And, and I always challenge him. I said, you know, you guys need to be professionals. Even though you're 19 to 23 years old, 24 years old, some of them, um, you need to be professionals and because this is the highest level of folk style wrestling. So you guys are the NFL of folk style wrestling. So you got to treat your body and you got to treat your, your sport as a pro. And I think Coleman's done a really good job of that this year. Just <clears throat> everything he does um, is just very intentional. And then when you look at, look at a guy like Kyson, you said he's really bought into the little details off the mat. Um, how have you seen the team as a whole really hone into being good outside of the room? Well, we preach to him a lot about, you know, we get you about three hours a day. The other 21 hours a day, you got to win. You know, you just can't win three hours a day. You got to win the other 21. And that's where a lot of guys screw it up, and especially the young guys. So. I'm not going to sit up here and say that Kyson's uh, completely figured it out yet, but he's making a lot more good choices and bad choices. And if you think about it as a student athlete, look at all the choices they get all day long from the minute they get up and what time they get up and what they eat, who they hang out with if they go to class, if they don't go to class, who they hang out with with night, what they eat, what time they go to bed. There's a lot of chances to screw it up, but there's also a lot of chances to do it right. And so when they get that figured out, um, you see the progress. And then with just, you know, the excitement and all the banter back and forth between you and Schwab, you know, how have your guys been, you know, what's their excitement preparing for Friday? Oh, they'll be excited. You know, you're not going to see, you're going to see 20 guys that shake hands that want to win really bad. So um, you don't have to get them hyped up for this. They're, they're ready to go and they'll have fun with this press conference. And they had fun with Schwab trying to break my hips. So <laughs> I'm going to wear my hip pads. So did, did Reese personally deliver that to you or did it come via career? Um, Brees' people got it to okay. me, so, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, one more kind of big picture question. But what's, you know, talk about Metcalf at St. John. These guys have been with you for a long time. How, how key is that? Oh, I can't say enough. You know, we just need to do a press conference on those two guys especially. You know, when you, I don't, I'm sure they didn't know what they were getting into when you, when you start a build. Um, and St. John was with me a little bit at Virginia Tech, so he knew a little bit about me. Metcalf came in, like I'm sure his eyes. It'd be interesting to 
to, to sit him down and see what he's how his life's changed in the last five years um, and just in terms of coaching versus being an athlete but those guys are just you know the amount of time they spend with our guys individually especially this year you know this time of year when you go down the stretch is is uh, you know they they're, they know they're pros they know what it takes and we got great chemistry and we uh, you know we're all on the same page how do you feel like it's going to be wrestling at uh, somewhere outside of West because as you know I'm sure well, I can't say that I'm super bummed out that we're not wrestling at West, West Gym because that's a sweat box and it's a hot, dark sweat box. So I know Schwab's probably mad right now. He's probably politicking right now it's somewhere downtown holding uh, some type of protest boards. We're going to West Gym, but we're at McLeod. But we wrestled there last year. I like it. I mean, it for really for the fans, I think it can seat, what's it seat, five, six? I don't know. So it can seat a lot of people. So, so if it's seven, we need to get seven in there. We really need to. There's the tickets right there, okay? All right, gang, thanks. Thank you, Coach. You didn't have any flashcards? You see the wrestler's flashcards? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing this, yeah. <laughs> A cheat sheet. Well, how excited are you to go down to Cedar Falls this weekend? Super excited. This is at two, two more duels left in my college career, and this is a big one. Missouri and you and I both, these last two are really big ones for uh, – just finish up Big 12, and um, they're both good teams in the Big 12, too, so uh, really exciting. We both got Oklahoma State that one weekend, both beat them, so kind of want to – when they beat Oklahoma State first, I'm like, oh, man, we got to beat them now. So uh, even since back then, a couple of weeks ago, I've been thinking about this one, yeah. So how exciting is it for you? You know, you both beat OSU, you know, top team in the Big 12 the past few years, yeah. well, long time, I should say. Yeah. What does it feel like now that it's you and you and I going up against each other, like – better teams coming out right so yeah I think it's really cool just them being from Iowa too and just knowing that you know they're not a traditional uh big 12 team right I don't even think they have d1 football or it's like the FBS whatever so uh they're kind of a little bit of smaller school so and I know a lot of those guys a lot of them for I from Iowa and I've been in Iowa enough to know kind of the Schwab and, and stuff like that so yeah I've got a lot of respect from those guys and it's cool to see them have some success too and it just makes the stage bigger for when we wrestle them um, as well. So, yeah, and we've had some good scraps, our teams, uh, the past uh, five years I've been here. So, yeah, it's a, it's a cool experience. I wish it was in West Gym, but, you know, McLeod Center too. It's like you'll take what you can get, so, yeah. And then how has it been like for you preparing for your own personal match? Um, good. I mean, you treat everyone like it's uh, going to be like the NCAA Finals, like it's the biggest stage. So, uh, nothing too different. Um, don't have to travel very far. I guess that's the only difference, but that's more of tomorrow thing. So, yeah. Has it set in that like, as each match goes by, it's closer to the end for you? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I'm definitely not trying to take it for granted. I guess that's the only difference. But um, uh, I don't know if it's like set in or if anything's really changed much. And I think it's good. And I don't think it really should change too much the way I prepare and everything like that. So. Yeah. I. Uh, the guys do a little some big picture, picture stuff the last time you were here, but mm -hmm. I'm just curious in general when you saw Dresser come in with these guys and their enthusiasm, did you foresee, as he said, you're not where you, you want to be number one, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants to be number one, but you got into the top five. Band. Did you see this kind of progression coming while you were here based on what these guys set out as like a blueprint? Um, 
I don't know. It's hard to say because, you know, every coach that comes in, especially a program like this, like, Dresser was hired for this intention. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to tell you, he's like, oh, we're going to be a top, you know, whatever team. He did that at Virginia Tech. But, you know, of course they're going to say that. So it's hard to say. And it's kind of like one of those things where I lived it, and it's hard. Looking back at it now, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, look at all that progress we made and, and all that was intentional and stuff. Uh, but when you're in it, it's kind of hard to, to see. Uh, I know for sure when the new, we got the new coaching staff, I know a lot was going to be different. I remember, you know, whether they were cut or just quit or transferred somewhere else or we lost like 10, 15 guys and we, we had a super small team. And um, I remember that being a huge change and the culture changed a lot. Yeah, that's been really cool. I think this is like kind of when, you know, you plant those seeds and you harvest or you water it and, and everything. And you're starting to see some of that fruit. This is like a full team effort. This is why I've, I've noticed uh, just in terms of culture and everything like that. So it's really cool to see. Uh, Everyone's just wrestling well as well. Yeah. The fruit. What's the cherries? What, what's the what's the? Oh, uh, mint. Mint. mint yes, yeah. it's fine. No, we got yeah. cherries. That's Traverse City, Michigan. There you go. There that's you go. like the cherry capital of the world. Yeah. You go there and there's just like cherry everything, cherry salsa, cherry pie, obviously. But yeah. Was there a moment though where you felt like the trust had permeated the room? I mean, you got to first you you got to buy into the coaches, but mm -hmm. then you really got to buy into each other and. When you're competing against each other, you maybe ratchet up a little bit more just because you've got that trust and belief in one another at the same time. Yeah, I think it's different for every individual, um, depending like how much you trust them and whatnot. And you know, the lineup looks a lot different than it used to when I was a freshman. But progressively, you see other like more and more guys come in that are bought in and then do believe in that culture. And you know. Um, and right now, as the team up and down the, the ten starters and most of the, all the guys in, on the bench, I feel like there's that there's that trust. Uh, at least for me, I know I trust most of those guys. So yeah, that's really cool. Having wrestled in the Big Twelve over the past four or five years, mm -hmm. what makes wrestling in this conference so special? And just talk about that. Um, well, there's definitely a lot of history, um, you know, with us and. Oklahoma State being the most winning team, and, and even Oklahoma having such a strong history uh, with wrestling. There's definitely that part of it. Um, this year we have, with the addition of, of Missouri, uh, we're definitely clearly number two conference uh, in the country. So um, it's a tough tournament. Uh, it's going to have a lot more depth this year, I think, with the addition of Missouri. And just all these teams are just getting better, like South Coast State, North Coast State. Um, you know, you and I, like we're talking about, they're top team they have top guys and a lot of weights so um there's a lot more depth i think now and and uh i think that's just going to be good for the future of big 12 as well yeah and then um um Dresser talked about you know the little things being important not just the training you guys do day in day out mm -hmm. what are some of the little things that you try to do as you know as the season has progressed um Little things like just making making sure I feel good for the workouts and and the uh, the training and and um, and the competition too. I mean, competition kind of becomes less less and less now, but it's more and more important. The matches are bigger now towards the end here, so making sure you feel good, doing everything right outside the room, uh, like eating and sleeping and stuff like that. Uh, those are definitely big things for me. Making sure I got all the stuff dialed in, my nutrition, and sleep. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Ian. Yep. So it's a uh, in-state rivalry, and you know there's been a little back, 
little bit back and forth this week. Uh, coaches hyping up, everybody hyping up. So excitement's really high. And then just on top of that, I get a chance to right my wrong with my only loss season. So I'm really looking forward to it. Like, do you do you enjoy that when I mean, Professor Stokinchwab threatened to break his hips and he's got free souls, but a lot of showmanship around yeah. this whole match. Is that, is that pretty cool? Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I mean, it's kind of funny them going back and forth, but you know, adds a little bit extra to the duel. So, do you guys feel like, or not only this season has been a long build, but it's been a long build for this program? Do you think it mirrors it a little bit? Just you've gotten a lot better from day one to now, and it obviously. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we kind of just built off each other as the season goes on, you know, everyone's really wanting to win and go out and push that pace. So I think we built off each other as a team, just how we've been competing together and just going out there and fighting for each other. Yeah. What is it like for you guys as a program? You know, you're number five in the nation, you're at the top of the conference right now. What type of I don't know if I want to say pressure, but I guess what does it feel like to have that target being at the top? Uh, it just shows that, you know, like our hard work is paying off. So we're finally in a position to be one of the best teams in the country. So, you know, we have a target on our back, but I think kind of like it. And then going into your match, you know, it's I would almost call it the match of the night. Yep. What is that like for you just preparing for that and having that many eyes on you? It's the same thing it's been every week. You know, I keep my routine exactly the same. I prepare for the best guy in the nation. To the you know not so best guy or worst guy, you know it's the same every week, so not much has changed. And what's it what's it been like in the room as you guys have been training um, for Friday? You know what's the energy around everyone as a whole? Um, just everybody's exciting. Everybody's eager to get out there and compete. That's what we love to do. I guess you know like wrestling is kind of like impromptu, like you kind of just kind of score points in the moment. But like looking to Friday, what do you think you're gonna do to like to flip the script and you know get that win, get revenge over? Uh, you kind of just said it, score points. I got to give myself more opportunities than I did that first weekend. So I'm excited to go out there and just uh, wrestle my best match. What's been the biggest key for you personally in your development as a, as a wrestler? Um, you know, scoring points is big. That's kind of the, been the emphasis all season, you know. I think I've made a lot of improvements from my first few weekends and getting takedowns and then to now, so. How big is the mental aspect? Because you're, you know, obviously from probably the first day you wrestled, it's dominate, dominate, dominate. But there's probably your confidence maybe can have and flow a little bit at times, depending on what's going on. Is what? How have you maybe, more, you know, mastered the mental aspect of, of, of competing? Uh, just believing you're the guy every day, you know, and then doing the work to back it up. So you got to believe in the thing, or you got to do the things you believe. So you know, got to got to be in shape, got to. You know, back it up in the room, wrestle how you want to wrestle, and you compete, so. Yeah, I hope that that dresser emoji card thing made sense. It's kind of, again, not great podcast audio, but um, I thought it was pretty entertaining. They've had some fun back and forth on Twitter. You guys can go find it. Um, just go make this duel fun, right? Like, I'm just, I'm again, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. Um, the other big duel happening this weekend, Saturday night, Arlington, Texas, Globe Life Field, the billion-dollar home of the Texas Rangers is going to house some rustling on Saturday night. Um, the main draw, obviously, Iowa versus Oklahoma State. Um, you know, I, <laughs> how many meetings is this? 
Um, yeah, I mean, this is a rivalry that dates back to 1954, 55th meeting between these two programs. Um, you know, it's been fairly even between the two of them um, if you search through recent history. So I believe if you look at it, it you know, it, so it started in 54. Um, they took, you know, 14, 15 year layoff. It restarted in 1977. So the 47 meetings since um, the Hawkeyes and Cowboys have each won 23 times, along with a tie in 2011. Um, since Tom Brands took over at Iowa, they have wrestled a total of 15 times, and the overall record is 7 7 and 1. Pretty even rivalry. Um, one of the best in college wrestling, right? Because you got two teams that have combined to win, what's the 58 NCAA team titles? Um, you know, just a lot, a lot of legacy here, a lot of um, history here, an iconic rivalry. Iowa, Oklahoma State, Hawkeyes, Cowboys, Tom Brands, John Smith. It's going to be fun. Um, in the lead up to it, <laughs> I know that there's been a lot of confusion about like what USA Wrestling is doing, and I'm going to be frank with you guys. I kind of quit following it up until you know now, where it's kind of like you know what 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 really is going on, right? Because it was supposed to be USA Men's Freestyle versus Iran. Iran did not get enough visas cleared, so Ali Raja Debir said, "Now nah, we're not coming." So USA Wrestling scrambles. Um, you know, as they're scrambling, they set up a women's freestyle duel. Um, I don't know if it's like a full duel, but there's some matches there. USA versus Team Mongolia. They also set up Giangelo Hancock with a Greco bout um, against an Egyptian world teamer. And, you know, Tom reveals earlier this week, and you guys will hear that when we listen to his audio, that Mongolia is no longer coming. So it's like, all right, like what are the women going to do? So USA Wrestling again scrambling. Um, so what the final product looks like is Greco match is going to go on. Shout out Tracy Hancock. Um, there's going to be some women's freestyle matches and there's going to be some men's freestyle matches. Most of them are going to be, um, like I know the men's freestyle, um, you know, they're going to rustle. It's, it's a lot of USA's, um, a team, not the full a team, but a lot of them. And they are going to rustle a handful of other, United States-based men's freestyle wrestlers at the senior level who represent other countries, if that makes sense. So I don't know if the cards have shifted since then, but that was the general vibe. Um, it's going to be a bloodbath for the A guys. Um, they're just—I I have a feeling they're going to roll through them. Um, the women's matches—it's a combination of other domestic opponents as well as a handful of Canadian wrestlers who are making the trip down. So that'll be really cool. I'm glad they were able to salvage some of it. Um, and the one thing that I also noticed is that the schedule changed a little bit slightly. I believe, if I'm reading this correctly, um, the international matches, so the Greco match, the women's freestyle matches, the men's freestyle matches, those are going to start at 6 p.m. Central. And then the college duel, Iowa-Oklahoma State, is going to start at 8 p.m. That much was made very clear to us that the college duel is starting at 8 p.m. So I don't think that they're all in on this simultaneous thing anymore. That was a really weird thing to me from the beginning when they originally wanted to do USA-Iran-Iowa-Oklahoma State. They, they have two mats set up. They wanted to wrestle them both at the same time, maybe alternating. I don't know. I thought it was really funny that they tried to do that. Sounds like they have since backed off of that. Um, and they're going to wrestle all the freestyle and Greco stuff first, and then they will um, give Iowa Oklahoma State its own stage at 8 p.m. So, which I think is, I, I think that's just the smarter thing to do. 
I don't know if they're going to run the men's and women's matches simultaneously. I guess we'll find out when we get there. Um, so, yeah, I, for the way I am reading this currently, Iowa-Oklahoma State goes at 8 p.m., and it is going to give it's it's going to be the only match wrestling on the mat at that point in time. However, big shout out to Oklahoma State's Dayton Fix. He will be wrestling both of them. It sounds like um, because of the time change. So I know that the um, you know men's women's freestyle starts at six, um, and so it sounds like he's going to you know they're probably going to start relatively early so that he can get his match in at 61 kilos, wrestle some freestyle, and then turn around and be ready by 8 p.m. to wrestle um, the folk style match, right, against Austin DeSanto, which is kind of the highlight match of that particular duel. Um, I know Iowa's favored by a lot. Um, I think on paper it's, you know, it's going to be a lot of the Hawkeyes are favored, right? But they're still, this is going to be an interesting duel. I think at least, again, if you look at it on paper, um, you know, who knows what the hell is going to happen at 125, um, Drake Ayala is making the trip. Um, Tom Brand said that he is day to day. Again, you're going to hear this. Um, Got to think it's probably going to be Jesse Abar that goes at 25 for Iowa. Oklahoma State listed either Cooper Birdwell, who I believe is in red shirt currently, or Trevor Master Giovanni, who I guess there's a little bit of an injury there, small injury. So who knows what will happen. 133, um, Iowa is bringing both Austin DeSanto and Colin Shriver, but I, I got to imagine it's probably going to be Fix versus Austin DeSanto. Um, 41, Jaden Ironman versus Carter Young. Got to think it's probably going to be Jaden. Um, you know, at least the strong favorite there. 49, super interesting, right? This is another match to, to kind of circle and highlight. Max Muren from Iowa, Caden Gefeller from Oklahoma State. Gefeller's been wrestling very, very well this season, but so has Max Muren. They've never met. Very intriguing matchup there. Um, could have some NCAA seeding. Um, what's the word? It could be it could be important for NCAA seating moving forward. Uh, 157, um, another intriguing match in the same vein, right? You got Caleb Young from Iowa, Wyatt Sheets from Oklahoma State, two returning All-Americans. 65, another match that I'm just very intrigued to see. Alex Marinelli, um, Travis Whitlake, again, two returning All-Americans. 74, Michael Kemmer versus Dustin Plott. Um, Got to think Kemmer's probably the favorite there. He's actually all-time 4-0 against Oklahoma State wrestlers, so... Um, Interesting little tidbit there. 184, Abe Asad versus Dakota Gear. Got to think this is, maybe you give Gear the nod in terms of who's favored on paper, but I like the way Abe has been wrestling this year. I think this is probably an opportunity for him to maybe climb the poles a little bit, um, you know, or at least better position himself for an NCAA seed if he can get a win over Dakota Gear. 197, Jacob Warner versus Gavin Sticka. Sticka, who's um, been wrestling quite well in lieu of AJ Ferrari, who... Um, you know, glad to see he's a little bit more active on social media now, um, but still recovering from a pretty gnarly car wreck. So, um, thoughts are still with him as he, um, recovers. Hopefully he'll get back on the mat this season. If not, hopefully he continues to make a full recovery and will be at his, um, you know, be at his best the next time we're able to see him on the mat. Right. But got to think Warner's probably the favorite there. And then 285, Tony Cassiope, and then either Luke Serber or Austin Harris, um, like big Cass in that matchup, no matter who it is. So yeah, you know, probably Iowa, the strong favorite here. There's still a path, I think, for the Cowboys to win, but a lot probably has to go their way. And, um, you know, that's, hey, this is why they wrestle, right? There's, you know, a lot of these matchups have literally never happened before. If we're looking at um, this particular, um, you know, probable lineups, right? I believe there's only been four matches ever between either of these two teams. I know they didn't wrestle last year, 
because of COVID, but I, there were a handful of matchups that happened at the NCAA championships. Um, but like, you know, Fix and DeSanto, that's that they've wrestled twice. Fix has won them both. Um, Caleb Young, Wyatt Sheets, they've wrestled three times. Young leads that series all time, two to one. Uh, Marinelli beat Whitlake the last time they wrestled. Um, and then Cassiope has a win over Austin Harris, but has never wrestled Luke Serber. So a um, lot of new matchups, a lot of uh, new feels here. Um, you know, I, I, anything, I, you know, I could see Iowa win big. I could see Iowa winning close. I could see Oklahoma state winning close. Um, I don't know that I could see Oklahoma state running Iowa out of the building, but you know, I guess anything is possible. So, um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I know about out of the ballpark. Um, I'm very excited. I'm going to get down there sometime Saturday, late morning. Um, if you're going to be there, give me a shout. Um, I'll come say what's up. So I think I can pick up my credential about four o'clock. So wrestling starts at six. So I'm going to try and get there pretty early to try and figure out the lay of the land where I can and can't go and um, push a few boundaries and, you know, try to enjoy the show, right? It's, we got a long, busy week of wrestling here and, um, you know, we want to try and enjoy it as much as we can. So I plan on getting there early. If you're going to be there, um, you know, again, give me a shout. And um, if not, you can catch it on Flow Wrestling. So um, same as the Iowa State Northern Iowa duel, that's, that's how you can watch this one. Um, and it should be fun. You know, it's, I, I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be unique. And, and I'm really glad that the college duel is going to go by itself and not simultaneous with any other duel. Um, yeah, that's uh, the, kind of my quick thoughts on about at the ballpark. Now we're going to go to um, some Iowa interviews from earlier this week. Um, Iowa coach Tom Brands going to talk to him about, um, you know, obviously the, the upcoming bout at the ballpark. But then he also um, very, very importantly addresses the Austin Gomez situation that happened last Saturday at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Um, fan allegedly um, hurling a racial slur at Gomez and fans just berating his family. So Tom addresses that right at the top. And then we ask him a couple more questions about that. Um, and then we um, obviously get into a little bit more about at the ballpark. And then after Tom um, got to chat with Michael Kemmer, who very unique perspective here. He um, was on Iowa's roster back in 2015 when the Hawkeyes did the grapple on the gridiron. Um, you know, they wrestled that duel at Kinnick Stadium. 42,000 people came, um, and they beat the Cowboys that day. Um, and he did not get to wrestle that day. That was during his redshirt year. But now he gets to, um, you know, he got to experience that. So he kind of shares with us what he remembers from that um, and just kind of what he's looking forward to when it comes to bout at the ballpark. So really unique perspective there. And then we also catch up with Jaden Ironman. Um, to round out this week's interviews with Iowa. So yeah, going to hear from Tom, going to hear from Michael Kemmer and then Jaden Ironman, and I will see you guys on the other side. Before we throw it out the questions, uh, Coach Brands will make an opening statement, then we will throw it out the questions, and we'll be joined later by Jaden Ironman and Michael Kemmer. So uh, before we get going, Tom, the floor is yours. Yeah, before we talk about this weekend, I would like to address what happened to Austin Gomez on Saturday and extend an apology to him and his family. No athlete, no parent, no opposing fan should have to go through what he went through ever anywhere. Uh, this world has a lot of work to do on social injustice issues. Uh, that work is important on our campus. That work is important in our athletic department. It's important in our wrestling program. It's important to me. Diligence is high. Thank you, Coach. Anyone with a question, we can get uh, started. It looks like the first question this afternoon is from Darren Miller. Hi, Coach. Um, 
I was wondering if you could uh, reflect back on the grapple on the grin iron and and what that day was like for you and the program and how that has kind of uh, motivated other events like you're going to this weekend. Uh, I think that the the awesomeness of college wrestling um, affords big programs um, these environments. So we've been to a sold-out Bryce Jordan. Um, we've been to a sold-out Gallagher-Iba Arena. Um, those aren't friendly places to wrestle. We've been to Kinnick Stadium, pretty friendly place, huge, huge crowd. So I think the I – don't, I don't know if it's just – having the experience of wrestling in that type of an environment as much as, um, you know, you're used to wrestling in that type of environment. Um, you know, the world stage, a lot of our guys have wrestled in, in you know, national championships uh, in the freestyle circuit. They've wrestled overseas. Um, you know, Jacob Warner's a, a medalist at the cadet, in the cadet world championships. So, I mean, the, the stage is big. Um, but our guys have been there. So I, I don't get caught up in that a lot. Now, here's the other thing. Um, with all the, you know, the perks and the benefits that the NCAA um, gives student athletes um, to promote themselves, this is a big stage to promote yourself. So if you're looking for that type of avenue, might be one reason to maybe put a little extra oomph into it. Um, not the only reason, uh, but you got to be realistic too as a coach that not everybody's wired the same way maybe the way I am in that those things didn't really matter to me. And you know what? That doesn't matter and it's okay if they matter to them. Just don't let it get in the way of a good performance. Don't let it be a distraction. Take care of that stuff on the side. And our guys are pretty grounded um, in those areas. I think they've done a good job um, since, you know, July 1st when the NIL business started. Just a little follow-up. I, I was just wondering if you could comment on the, the grapple the, on the gridiron event that you guys had six years ago and, and how special that was, that, that event. Yeah, I sorry I missed your question. Um, that was six years ago, and it was awesome. And the University of Iowa, um, you know, had no reservations or hesitations to put that kind of an event on. Our administration was behind it. Kirk Ferentz was behind it. Uh, kudos to everybody to make it happen. Kudos to John Smith um, and not, not hesitating himself. And so here we are now, you said six years later, and we're going to Texas to wrestle Oklahoma State. Um, it's like their home duel, but I know Hawkeyes are going to travel well down there. It's going to be a great event and a brand new stadium in a in a place that you know it's the second most popular sport or maybe the third most popular sport now in in the world that as far as television and access and so on and so forth so we're going to be in a world-class facility on a world-class stage we're fired up about it tom the next question this afternoon is from jack Lido. Hi, Tom. <clears throat> Thank you for being here this afternoon. I want to ask you one more question on the situation from Saturday. You and Terry encourage a loud environment at, at Carver, as you should. Uh, but as someone who's been doing this for a long, long time, uh, have you seen uh, this type of behavior at wrestling meets before in and out of Carver? And where can you kind of draw the line of uh, 
being a fan. I have not seen this behavior before. Um, this is front and center on our mind. Um, our administration, it's, it's ongoing with them. And when and if we find those fans, the penalties will be stiff for them. But I also talked about, you know, our approach and, and specifically myself um, in Iowa Hawkeye wrestling. Um, these, this, we address this specifically with our team, uh, but this is an ongoing conversation as well. And there is no tolerance, no place, no room ever anywhere for what happened on Saturday. And that's why I led with it. Um, the important thing is, is that you, you know from me that diligence is high. It's an ongoing conversation and there's a lot of work to do. And we, you, you, how do you do that work? You do that work by listening. You have difficult conversations and then you listen some more. And, and I don't know if my opinions really matter on, you know, what the solution is. I think I got to listen to, you know, the people that are in that, you know, environment every day or were raised in it every day. And that's how I'm going to learn. I mean, we just had a celebration of Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day to me isn't a celebration on the history of Martin Luther King and, and you know, having a couple quotes, you know, and, and what he stood for and celebrating that. It, it's a celebration of what we have to do today to solve this, this issue and the, the problems that are in this country that, that are not decades old, but centuries old. And that's how we approach it in our room. Um, our diligence is high. That's what I can tell you. Tom, the next question this afternoon from Cody Goodwin. Hey, Coach. Um, was curious what um, you might be able to share from the phone conversation with Austin Gomez if it, already, if it had already happened by now. I have not talked to Austin Gomez. Our administration has, and conversation went well. He was respectful. He was appreciative. We were apologetic. Um, our administration... Um, is on the same page as how I'm speaking right now. Diligence is high. We are looking into it. There is no place for this at any time, anywhere, ever. Next question, Tom, from Cody Goodwin. Um, the event this weekend, um, just as unique as the grapple on the gridiron, what can this do for the sport? I know you talked about competing on various stages and, and having the guys ready, but what can this do for the sport, This another unique duel, big, big time duel in a unique atmosphere? Well, I think that our guys are wired to wrestle in environments that favor, um, you know, a lot of people to turn their head and pay attention. Um, this thing has been billed um, as a main event for a long, long time. Um, there are some things that have fallen through on the international side of things. And that hasn't been a hiccup at all in this college duel. And we just keep, I mean, a couple times have changed. Match is going to go on at 8 o'clock now. Um, so, you know, it just shows how important college wrestling is on the on the world stage, I guess, or on the biggest stage in in all of athletics, this group that is putting this on 
is very organized, world-class, and has done it right. Uh, has done everything to make sure that we know what's going on um, when changes are happening. And that doesn't happen a lot. That doesn't happen a lot in, in, um, in a lot of places uh, when you're dealing with Olympic sports. And, you know, John Smith and his administration and Texas Rangers and their organization and the promotional group down there in Texas has been awesome. Um, next question from KJ Belcher. Um, sorry if you've covered this already, Tom, but uh, Drake and uh, Ibarra are both listed at uh, 125. What's the likelihood of uh, Drake taking the mat here in either of these last two dual meets? the regular season well drake is day to day we like his progress and we'll leave it at that um he is listed he will be making the trip uh we have another guy there that you mentioned named jesse ibarra um that is capable as well tom we'll go back to cody goodwin um, you mentioned just them keeping you guys apprised when things change and whatnot. And Brewer said the duel is going to start at eight. What uh, I, are they still going to run your guys's duel and um, the men's freestyle duel simultaneously, or has that changed? Or uh, I don't know if the mat format has changed. If there's two mats or not, I know the Mongolian women's team is not coming now, um, and they're scrambling to fill that void as well. So, you know, USA Wrestling is working to. Um, get men matches, and they're working now to get women's matches. Um, I know that our weigh-in time has changed, and I know that our match time is more firm um, than it was before. It's it's slated at eight o'clock now, and before it was there's going to be six women's matches before you guys take the mat. So it was more of an approximate start time, um, and that's what we know. There's been no hiccup in whether this college match is going or not. And that's, that's what my point is, is college wrestling is thriving. That's, that's my point. Tom Brands. That it? Thanks. Thank you, Coach. A couple seniors in the lineup, Michael Kemmerer and or Jay Nyerman. Michael, regular guest on the weekly Zoom. Thanks again for being here. How are you? I'm great. What's up? I'm great, too. You look good. Oh, you uh, too. Question from Michael Camry. You can throw your hand up in the chat, and we can get things started. First question from Cody Goodwin. Hey, Mike. Um, I'm pretty sure you and Vince Turk were on the roster when they did the grapple on the gridiron. I was kind of curious what you remember from watching that experience and just kind of what, what that was like from your perspective. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was an amazing day, amazing experience. Uh, that was our first couple months on campus. First Iowa dual meet as a member of the team was that dual meet, so it was pretty it was a pretty good way to start things, but um, I just remember all the excitement in the air, and you know there were some things up in the air with the weather and what was going to happen there, and it ended up being an awesome day. And I just remember, um, you know, wrestling Oki State first duel of the year uh, that preseason. We were we were working hard to get ready for that duel, and it was pretty cool. Got some some preseason workouts actually down on Kinnick on the football field down there, from what I remember, and that was a pretty cool experience. So. Um, you know, looking back on it now, I can kind of appreciate it more. But yeah, that was my first 
experience really here. What, uh, that, that kind of put wrestling on a stage, right? Like that was just a really unique venue between two, you know, traditionally powerful programs. In what ways have you seen wrestling kind of change, grow, evolve since then? Yeah, I feel like it's just getting a bigger and bigger platform. I mean, you look at the TV numbers with the Big Ten Network and, uh, you know, obviously the Iowa-Penn State duel from a few weeks ago. They said it was the most watched duel ever, right? So just getting more of a platform, which is awesome to see. Uh, you're seeing more coverage. I don't know if it's social media or um, just the way the sport's been marketed, but definitely can feel that. And when you're a competitor, I mean, the bigger the stage, the the more fun it is for us. So we've really enjoyed that and, uh, you know, looking to see it continue to grow with events like this one too. Next question, Michael, from KJ Pilcher. You know, uh, you're obviously in the middle of a season and you're trying to take care of business and stuff with all the pomp and circumstances surrounding these big events. Does it affect the way you kind of do your day-to-day business you know through the season with this week yeah i mean i don't think it it changes the fact that you're out there wrestling a seven minute college wrestling match you know that kind of thing doesn't change but just a little bit more in your preparation knowing that things are going to maybe look a little bit different and it's a little bit different of a stage and just being ready for that and um you know like like we've said we get excited for things like that and um with that excitement it's got to be extra i guess extra ready to go extra ready when you step on the line and um, at the end of the day, you know, this is, it's the next thing on the calendar. Next question, Michael from Jack Lito. Hi, Michael. Thank you for uh, being here this afternoon. Um, I want to ask about Oklahoma state and specifically that rivalry. How excited are you, uh, to go up against the Cowboys and how excited, uh, are you for a big stage like, uh, like Arlington and kind of explain what the, this rivalry, it's out of conference, what it kind of means in the world, uh, in your world. Yeah. I mean, it's a historical rivalry and there've been a lot of iconic matches over the years and just growing up being a college wrestling fan. I remember watching Iowa, Oklahoma state, one of my favorite duels to watch and now getting to be a part of it has been awesome. So, um, you know, we always say like, we like to wrestle the best guys, the best teams, and they're obviously a perennial program. So, um, excited for that. And as far as wrestling in the Rangers ballpark, that's pretty cool. I'm a big baseball fan, actually. like to go to different stadiums and stuff. I've never been down to that stadium, so it's kind of a different way to experience it, but I'm excited for that. Remember, we will circle back to Cody Goodwin. I was going to say, I, I know you're a huge Pirates fan. I, have they kind of told you what you guys are going to be able to see when you go down to Globe Life Field? Um, not really, honestly, just kind of, uh, just a plan for workout schedule when we're getting in and lands, different stuff like that. But as far as seeing all that stuff, I'm not too sure. Anything else for Michael? All right. Safe travels and good. 141 pounder, Jay Nyerman. Jay, can you hear me? Okay. Yep. All right. Welcome. <clears throat> and thanks for being here. No problem. Anyone with a question for Jade, you put your hand up in the chat. We will start with a question from Cody Goodwin. Hey, Jaden. Um, I know you weren't here when Iowa did grapple on the gridiron, but I imagine you probably tuned in and, and followed along. What were kind of your thoughts watching, you know, Iowa and Oklahoma State wrestle in a football stadium that day? Yeah, it was really awesome to watch. You know, um, I love seeing the sport grow, you know. 
So um, watching that happen was really good for me to feel good about the sport and its progression to bigger and better things as the you know time goes on. Who knows? It might be come a regular thing around the country in a couple of years or down the road, and I hope to see it more. Yeah, I know Mizzou's kind of, um, when you were down there, they did some out-of-the-box things, right? I think they wrestled on a baseball field, and um, I think recently they threw mats down at, like, a student union or whatever and had a practice. What What is, you, what is like, unique things like that when, when wrestling decides to do things like this? Like, what does that do for the sport as, like, coming from someone who is in the thick of those things? Um, I think it helps grow the sport, you know? Um, it's good to see it keep evolving, you know, uh, and try to give the fans something to, you know, interact with more. They're going to be closer, you know, maybe. Um, it's just good to see them trying new things and try to help uh, promote the sport more and more. You know, it's going to be interesting for people to be like, oh, like the wrestling I met, like let's tune in and watch. So it's hopefully, you know, grow it and get more viewers and more fans. The next question, Jaden, is from Ross Bartacek. Hey, Jaden, I know you got to – compete you know against Oklahoma State quite a bit when you were at Missouri but just kind of wanted to get your perspective now coming into you know competing against Oklahoma State as part of the Iowa Oklahoma State rivalry yeah I'm excited you know um I got to be a part of the you know Iowa State Iowa rivalry um now I get to be part of the Oklahoma State Iowa rivalry I'm excited um I think the last two times I wrestled Oklahoma State I pinned both their guys so I'm gonna go out there you know and hopefully um do something that I know I can do um, my wrestling is starting to get back to where it used to be, you know, um, dealt with some things, but now we're getting back and feeling a lot better as the season progresses. And, you know, there's still a couple more months to get better at by the end of the year. Always good to hear from those guys. Always good to wrap up another podcast. Uh, ran a little long with the interviews um, but that's just kind of what uh, this week's show turned into. So, yeah, appreciate you guys listening, um, especially if you've made it this far. A lot of wrestling coming up tonight, more on Saturday, and then it's going to be a continued sprint all the way through next week, right? Because the state tournament, you know, districts are on Saturday, state tournament brackets drop on Sunday, um, and then we're going to have more lead-up coverage Monday and Tuesday. Um, so look out for the mailbag roll call, roll call, look out for another feature story, look out for... Um, a full state tournament breakdown that I got coming for you guys Wednesday morning. And then Wednesday, of course, we're going to hit Wells Fargo Arena for the state duels championships. And then the big dance starts Thursday, runs Friday, finishes Saturday. Um, handful of college duels taking place Wednesday and Thursday. Why, I don't know. And then the Hawkeyes wrap up the weekend in Lincoln on Saturday. So a lot of wrestling coming your way. Buckle up, strap into whatever you got to do to get ready and um it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. So, um, you know, it just just strap in and enjoy the ride, guys, because it's, it's going to be a fun little sprint here over the next uh, 10 days or so. So, yeah, that's, that's all I've got today, guys. Thanks. Thanks a bunch for listening. Be sure to rate and review the show on Apple, Stitcher, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your shows. Follow your boy on Twitter at Cody Goodwin, Instagram Cody J. Goodwin, and of course, be sure to subscribe to catch all my stories, mailbags, analysis, and videos. Those of you who have clicked already, I'm sure some of you have seen that a lot of my stuff is going behind the paywall. We're getting into state tournament time. We're getting to the end of the college regular season. We're getting into the college postseason soon, and they're going to continue to put more stuff behind the paywall. I don't want you guys to miss anything. You can still subscribe now for a very cheap rate, $1 for 
per month for the next six months. That'll get you all the way through the postseason, and then it'll get you into the um, early spring season, a little bit of freestyle and Greco. Hopefully that is enough to stick around and perhaps just get a full subscription so that you guys don't miss anything. I don't want you guys to miss anything. It has been a blast covering wrestling this season, and it's only going to get better here over the next couple of months as we round out the rest of the 21-22 season. So yeah, please subscribe. Don't want you guys to miss anything. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week, maybe some videos too, in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon. Get your tails here on Friday night, 7 o'clock. And you know what? Maybe a little bit early. Uh, but get here and, and our guys will be ready to scrap.